Hey everyone, thank you for taking the time to join in with Uncommon Women Podcast, a dope podcast to bring light to reality from real life people sharing real life stories with a host of women having real life talk, the good and the bad with no judgment. Uncommon Women's Loyalty is here to support those that need a safe space to speak their truth and rawness to the world. Tune in, relax, take notes, and let's vibe. Here are your hosts, Uncommon Women. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today I'm super excited. We have a guest speaker by the name of Tyra, born and raised in Philly. Uh, she's a mother of a beautiful daughter. Um, Tyra is a wealth educator specializing in personal and business credit, as well as business funding. Um, she has a background of several credentials, including insurance, real estate, and the IRS knowledge. And today she's going to be sharing her story of how she started um, and educating us on smart money. So thank you, Tyra. We are super excited for having you on today's platform, you know, to teach us all the ins and outs about financial literacy. Uh, before we get into the tea today, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and any fun thing you like to do on your free time? Yeah, free time. I'm an entrepreneur. What's yes, free time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know if it does my even, you sound like, where does time free, is, uh, even exist? Time. That's, that's, that's what you do in, in free time. In between time. What you like in to do in your in between time. Yeah. Yeah. Take next. <laughs> so what's something that you enjoy doing with your daughter? Let's put it that way. Um, riding, riding her bikes. <laughs> um, she's learning how to, well, she can ride a bike with the training wheels. So of course the next stop is Aww. taking the training wheels off. But yeah, right now we're, we're riding bikes. Okay. Yep. okay. So in between we learning how to ride the bikes, you know, <laughs> so she'll be getting in between the cars and stuff when she started driving when she's 16, 17, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I bought her one of them little kitty uh, AMG Mercedes Benz. I'm like, here go your manifestation right here, baby. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. on. <laughs> you already starting to spoil her. Is that what that well, is? It ain't about spoiling. Um, <laughs> she needs to know that she can have nice things. Yes. And mm-hmm. things oh, that so and not, not just material, but having knowing that there's something to take care of and something she can look forward to. Mm, I like that. That's right. So before we get into speaking on smart money, can you tell us a little bit about your life and how was, um, how was it growing up? Mm, okay. So, um, so as, as you said, I, you know, my name is Tyra. Um, I was born here in Philly. For anybody who's Philly natives, I was born in German at Germantown Hospital. I'm an early 80s baby. And, um, you know, I, I grew up as a little kid in the crack epidemic. You know, um, mm. I saw a lot during my days, even as a, you know, as my daughter age, as a, as, a, as a small kid. But, you know, at the end of the day, I always known that I was blessed with everything I went through. And uh, seen growing up in, you know, in, in my household, outside of my household, on the streets, all that good stuff, that um, I always knew that it was more for me out there. Um, and, you know, that's a blessing to have resiliency, you know, going to school and 
you know, I put myself through college. I have a bachelor's. I have a master's. I, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, I learned a long time ago. Ain't nobody going to take care of you but you. So, you know, yeah. then I've been married twice. Like, <laughs> I only got yeah. one kid, but I've been married twice. I got I got married once at 24, once at 30. And, uh, you know, I'm not married anymore. You know, that just is what it is. But, um like I said, I'm a, I'm always going. I'm like that. I'm like Thomas the Train. I'm always going to keep on keep moving. <laughs> yeah. No matter what, because mm -hmm. you know, there's only one man that's always going to have my back, and he don't reside here. So, <laughs> amen to that. He and yes. At the end of the yes. day. Yes. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. What motivated you? You know, to have a different mindset based off of you know your I don't want to say poverty, like the environment, well, but well, let's be for real. It was poverty. Yeah. Yeah. And, like what um, happened? Yeah. What, how did you change the narrative on your life versus what you've seen? Um, I changed the narrative just that, um, you know, you, you, when you grow and you're growing mentally, even in those type of environments, because that's, that's a problem that a lot of people have. They're in that kind of environment and they're not growing. Yes. Okay. So even myself, I always knew I had goals. Like when people were cutting school and stuff in high school, no, school was actually my safe haven, believe it or not. So I always like was going to school. I played sports, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, was, I went to school. Then I always known I was going to college. So I went to college, you know, stuff. you know, you leave certain things behind. You leave a lot of things behind. You leave a lot of people behind. And even though you still got love for those people, you know, there's a part of you that's always there. Like, so I'm from the hood. I'm North Philly certified. Like, mm -hmm. I never, you know, you. <laughs> always, always going to be in me. Right. And people, people, people know they're like, oh, where you from? I'm like, I'm from Philly. Like, yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, you still going to get this. You still going to get that, but don't, uh -huh. I don't think I don't have this and don't know how to yes and all that stuff. So yeah, I ain't got fifty five thousand in student loans for nothing. So <laughs> you gonna say it like that? But like I said, is if it wasn't for the man above, of course, for giving me the blessing to know, like, no, Tyra, you're meant for so much more. Mm. And, and that's all I can really sum it up too. And and I am blessed to have been in other places, to live in other places, to seen and met different types of people, all different types of people, all different types of ethnicities and economic backgrounds. And like, cause I don't, I know a lot of the hood, but the hood is not the only thing I know. Thank right. you. Yep. Some people in the hood who never leaves the hood, you know, they could be 60, 70, 80 years old, never left the hood. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I attribute it to. Okay. Hmm. So how did you get into the business aspect? Is that something that you actually went to school for? Like, did you, um, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> let's get into that. Let's get into yeah. that. Cause you, you nodding your head. Like I ain't even go to school for that. Like, no. <laughs> what's the thing? You know, I, I'll tell you, unfortunately college can be a big trap because, you know, you graduate high school at 17 years old. And you told to pick a major and mm -hmm. what you mm. want to do for the rest of your life. And yeah. you don't know nothing at that age. What did you know at 17? Right. Nothing. Nothing, nothing okay. at all. My life was in shambles at the age of 17 as well. So mm. uh, went to college and, you know, took classes. They're like, okay, we'll pick a major. I picked a major. Never end up doing anything with it. But um, 
the how I got to doing with finances and stuff is just based off my experience and something that happened with me. Um, unfortunately, with myself, I um, got into some things financially with my ex-husband and um, the things was in my name only, not his. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, once the relationship was over, you know, I still got those bills. Responsibilities. Right? Yep. Everything was on you. Right. <laughs> you got stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, then, you know, I have a house. I'm a home. I am a homeowner. I've owned my home for nine years now, and I'm proud of myself about that because I coach and speak with people who every day who still want to become homeowners. Mm -hmm. It's like it's never too late. So, um, you know, I'm a mother, y'all know, and all that stuff. So it was like, okay, the, the lights got to stay on. The food got to stay in the fridge. I got to keep dressing this kid. Right. And, you know, they grow like weeds, right? So it's like, <laughs> yep. um, well, what was you going to do? So I let some of those things go and it went to my credit. And um, and also, you know, now technically I'm a single parent, one income. I was working for the government at the time and it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And, you know, God always put things in your life. He put people in your life and situations yes. in your life when you need them, not when mm -hmm. you want them, but when you need them. So I just saw some stuff on social media and I was like, hey, and the good thing was it was with it was the post I saw. And excuse my voice, I'm a little hoarse. I actually got sick last week, y'all. Wow. Um, still I mm -hmm. So I seen a post that said, well, we can help you with your credit. You can earn some extra money. I said, hey, credit money? I didn't have what I'm there. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I saw the info and I was like, yeah, where do I sign up? And that's just how it started. It started because... I needed some money. I needed to get my credit where that's how it started. But then I got to the platform and when I was, once I got indoctrinated and it's like, okay, we really out here, we can really help people, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, that, so part of my mission is to help people become financially literate. Part of my mission is to help people not settle. Um, and especially when it comes to women, when it comes to my sisters, when it comes to mothers and single mothers, why? Because we, man, we can we tell the truth tonight? Can we? Let's, yeah. let's keep it on yeah. it. Let's keep it on it. A lot of women in relationships right now—they only in that relationship because they finance financial. Financial. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. So when women start getting their paper together, when they start getting their money right, they like, okay, I ain't gotta sit here and take this. You know, they ain't gotta take the abuse. They ain't got, they ain't got, you know, take whatever conditions they're in and not feeling worthy and not feeling enough because you got somebody telling you you're not. And so, you know, and I was in a situation like that before. And if I can help another woman get out of that, get out of that situation, I'm doing my job. Okay. If I can help some print, prevent somebody from being in that situation, yes. that stuff hurts. Okay. It and it the psyche as well. So, you know, abuse comes in a lot of forms. It ain't just somebody punching you in your face or your mouth. Right. You know? It, yeah. it can come verbally, it can come emotional, it can be mental. It's, it's a lot of things when it comes to abuse. So um, if I can help that woman escape that situation, that's what I'm going to do. Um, not not only that, once you stop settling in one point of your life, you stop settling in other points even like as your life as well. So, and I'm sure when you're codependent on someone that's financially taking taking care of you it it can affect your confidence too it can affect your you know like you said your mental state and your well-being because you feel stuck yeah so mm -hmm. uh, i appreciate you you know trying to help 
you know, women level up and be independent for as if they're not in a good situation or circumstances at their home, that Mm -hmm. they have enough confidence and education to be able to actually move on and do things on on their own, which is really Mm -hmm. powerful. Right. Yes, it is. It sure is. I applaud you for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah, definitely. And then not just the piece of that, like we see that, um, like like how they took affirmative action, they're taking affirmative actions out the schools and all that stuff. And people need to understand the color green, that's that's the that's the real equalizer. Okay, you got the money, or mm-hmm. not just having the money, you know, being financially literate is knowing what to do with it. Right, right. So let's get into that. Great with your what are some what are some common mistakes you see um business owners make when first starting a business? Um first started their business. Uh, um all right, so I run into a lot of people, they have no type of plan. They just Mm. doing whatever, and it's like, okay, you are cool, we want go after your dreams monetize your hobbies yes you should do all that stuff but they just it's just just no type of plan and um they just like okay well i'm just out here doing this i'm just out here doing that and and okay so so that's one big problem i see um um, another problem i see is like people with like all right so they got low and bad credit and Uh what people don't understand is if you're credit is bad, your business is going to stay stagnant as well. So you're not going nowhere. You're not going too far with, with um, bad credit. Okay. Um, because it's harder to get funding. It's hard to get, it's hard to get loans. Um, it's harder to build business credit, stuff like that. Your credit help you scale your business, personal right. and business. And mm. business credit. So um, with bad personal credit, you're not going anywhere. You're just spending in circles. And um, I get people all the time say, hey, I want to do business credit. I want to do business credit. Okay, but sweetheart, you can't do nothing with a 500 credit score. So let's get it together. And then then people, not only that, they kind of like give up. They just, and, and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, well, I'm going to just do it, be like this. But you're not going to go nowhere. You're going to stay stagnant and you're going to stay frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're going to want to give up on, on your dreams and on your business and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's that's what I, I see like a lot of people doing. Or um, people that's trying, they want to get it together, but they just they just kind of go about ways the wrong way, um, go about things the wrong way when it comes to their business. Like if you got a business and you're generating revenue from your business, it should be going in your business bank account, not right. your bank account. You know, just it's stuff like that. And then people apply for stuff and wonder why they get denied. Well, that's that's one reason why you get denied because you are putting your business revenue in you're your mixing business. the two. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not supposed to right. mingle. Like the, the you know, so so this and it's small things that mess people up, but the biggest thing is people credit. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as being a business owner, is there any ways that they can do to kind of like uh, do you have any ways that you can give like in some um, some points on how they can fix their um, credit when they're trying to become a business owner? Yeah, um, yeah, um, few things that people can do when it starts when it's time for them to work on their credit. Um, number one is you clean up your personal information on your credit report. Um, you should only have your current address. You should only have your current legal name. You should have no phone numbers. One employer. So if you got 10, 5, 10, 15 addresses on your credit report, they need to come off. 
Uh, you got different variations of your name that need to come off. Like, so that's the basis of everything when it comes to mm. your credit. So if you got negative items, of course, you need to do the legal dispute process, not online. That's another big mistake people make. They see on, on, on certain, I'm not going to say no company name. I was about to say. And then you just forfeited all your rights. Right. So, um, so stuff like that. Don't, don't dispute negative things online. Uh, number two, keep your credit utilization low. You'll see 30%, but you uh, the sweet spot is under 10. That's what lenders like to see. Uh, make sure you have enough positive accounts contributing to your credit report and your credit score. Your credit score and your credit report are, set, are two separate entities, actually, but um, they need to be worked at the same time. So um, you want to make sure you have enough accounts on your credit report, at least five. Is, and there's multiple ways to help you increase your credit score. Make sure you're paying everything on time. That's the biggest part of your credit is late payments. Make sure you pay everything on time. Don't close old accounts. Um, let's see, let me think what else. Don't apply for too many things at one time. You don't want to rack up a lot of inquiries. So that's how you just start with your personal credit. Oh, you need a mix of credit too. You need um, like revolving credit, which is like credit cards and installment credit. Is like um, any type of credit that has the same monthly payment is an installment uh, type of uh, credit line, like your mortgage, your car note, a personal loan, your student loan, stuff like that. So you want to have a mix of credit. Lenders want to see that. And so that's the basis of everything for your entire adult life. And if you're a business owner, if you want to be in, excuse me, if you're a business owner, you want to build the business credit, they look at your personal credit because they want to business credit okay. multiplied what's on your personal so if you are a grown 40-year-old, 35-year-old person and all you guys are $500 credit card, don't think you're going to get a $10,000 business credit card. Don't work like that. Mm. So, yes, your, your person. And then, you know, building business credit, it takes patience, takes a little time, but it's worth it. Uh, building it properly, okay? Um, another thing with people who are, a lot, a lot of things I see with people with, bad credit and they're in the credit repair process, they're very impatient. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, you had 15 collections, five charges off, 20 late payments, and you don't walk around like that for 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, but you want this to be done in 30, 60 days? You got to have patience too. You got to have skin in the game. And, um, and, and if you really want it, you really want better better for yourself. Your credit change, your, dip, your zip code, your credit will change the quality of the food you eat. Your credit will change the education your children have. Your credit changes um, the your whole quality of life, period. Because, you know, in certain zip codes, them cops don't come as quickly. And the mother zip codes, you sneeze too hard and them cops coming. Right. So, <laughs> so you how important it is. Like, you you know, do you want to turn utilities on in your new place or do you want to put down $500 first? You know, you want to go to the cell phone store and, and have to put down $300 just to get a cell phone, you know, right. you know stuff like that. It's, 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 it involves everything. Period. It's your adult support card, like they say. I'm about to I'm say, and then it keeps you, it keeps you in a cycle of, you know, overpaying Bad and, credit. and paying out. <laughs> um, for people with poor credit, um, poor and bad credit is like a they're like a class of their own. And here's the thing, because there's always going to be people who don't take care of their credit. 
So because of that, they're always going to pay more. Um, your, your entire life is more expensive with bad credit. I tell people all the time, if you're paying double digits for your uh, your car's interest rate, you're paying entirely too much. Uh, so we talk about high interest rates on your car, high interest rates on your credit cards, high interest rates on any loans. Um, you can't buy a home, so you got to keep on renting. And we know how crazy rent is because it's a lot right. of people out here with two bad. I got three bedrooms, two and a half bed, two and a bad, two and a half bath house. And there's people out here paying fifteen hundred dollars a month for a one or two bedroom apartment here uh -huh. in Philadelphia. So your your entire life is just more expensive when you have bad credit. And but is what's unfortunate and what people don't know is that. This economy would collapse without people who are financially illiterate and have bad credit. We have, they, this economy actually need those type of people. Can't survive without it. These remember, these are the same people that will go buy those two hundred dollar Jordans, uh -huh. but um, can't buy a house. You know, you know uh, things of that nature. The big screen TVs. Everybody want to go, uh -huh. go buy those big screen TVs on Black Friday, but they don't want to spend a hundred dollars. To go get the dirt, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So, also being financially uh, literate is, like I said, is about changing and improving your relationships with your um, finances. But it's mindset first. If you don't get your mind right first um, as to why you need to change your relationship with your finances, is nothing's going to change anyway. Or you're going to end up in credit repair again, which does happen. People end up end up in it two and three times, which is ridiculous. You should learn the first time, but. And when you say credit repair, are you speaking specifically on bankruptcy or is that different from the ins and outs of credit repair? So credit repair, technically, in layman's terms, is just getting the bad stuff off your credit. Okay. 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 And it could be anything from bankruptcy. It's far down as to inquiries on your credit report. So, now, does, I'm sorry to cut you off, is bankruptcy worse than having bad credit? Bankruptcy you will cause you to have bad credit, but okay. bank, what bankruptcy is is to protect you against um, people that you owe, and um, you know before anybody ever files bankruptcy, they should speak with an attorney, a bankruptcy attorney. But um, what what bankruptcy you do basically you um, you can't pay them, and you might owe tens and tens and twenty and thirty, forty, fifty, however many thousands of dollars. And you can't pay all these companies back. You can't pay these businesses back. So you file bankruptcy. So it's uh -huh. to protect you. Bankruptcy protects you. So um, they can't come after you for this for this money. You know, and it could be personal or on your or or your business. Businesses file bankruptcy all the time. We know that Orange Man he filed right. bankruptcy on many of his businesses. So it's it's for protection. And um, but yeah, but it screws your credit up, and you can't okay. move for. After you come out of bankruptcy, you can't really move for two years unless you go through the credit repair process. Wow. Wow. Now, for a person that files for bankruptcy, let's say if they're married, does both um, partners have to file? Or is that something that one can file for when it comes to um, filing for bankruptcy? Yeah, that's subjective. That depends oh, okay. on if um, that person, the, the spouse was liable for the debt as well, like if they went on it in on it together, like yeah, that's, so that's very subjective. Yeah. Mm, wow. So it's like your credit's messed up as much as his as it is. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. 
So be careful who you marry and what they got mm -hmm. in their Well, then that's another thing. Um, when it comes to who you getting with, part of what what's up with your finances, what's up your credit needs to be the part of a, a conversation. Right. You know, but the, that's that's the type of stuff we don't learn growing up. You know, and that's why you know we we make mistakes with with partners. You know, whatever. Um, but that's something that needs that needs to be part of the interview process. Yes. Is, you know, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> am I getting myself into no, right? yeah. 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 it? It needs to be more than just how many baby mamas you got. Mm -hmm. So well, mm -hmm. okay, you want to marry me, but you got five hundred credit score, but that's not for work, buddy. You need to work on your credit first. No, because mm -hmm. I'm not marrying your bad credit. We're not getting into these debts together. And student loans and hospital bill, all that. Yeah. All that. Mm -hmm. Man, this, this is for man. This, this is what I'm gonna do for that. That's it. Go check on that. So, when do you think is a good time to ask those type of questions when getting to know somebody? Since since we on the topic, you know, I mean, because if you want to be serious and you want to settle down. That's when you need to know. And but these definitely be for that. I agree. I agree. For someone yep. like me, because they're already going to know what I do. So that's going to bring about a conversation <laughs> anyway. And that's also, they because they're going to end up saying it anyway. We're like, oh, yeah, credit. Oh, yeah. You know, uh -huh. I don't really know much about credit. So yep. You already know what I do. So, right. Yeah. But so like yeah, so he automatically, whoever this is, he automatically gonna say it anyway. Like, like I already know. And if he don't, then you know, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, so where you at? You know what's going on? Like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, this you know, how much do you know about the finances? And don't get me wrong, I could teach you, I can help, you know, I I ain't a problem teaching you with stuff, but I'm getting too old to be building help building people up. No, I'm I'm a little too old for that, man. <laughs> you know I'm gonna I'm have to add you to my clients from end up happening. You gonna get you end up a client, a paying client. Oh no, you ain't getting none of this for free, baby. Right. <laughs> you gonna be a paying client, not only a client. <laughs> yes, and I'm dead serious. <laughs> and as a parent, I think it's also important to teach our children finances. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, we, we know kids absorb everything mm -hmm. and uh, we got to be examples for our children. So, of course, my my, my daughter, she's here with me for everything. This, this entire journey, she's been here with me. So she's like, yeah, mommy, we getting on the webinar. We Zoom, you getting on Zoom. Oh, mommy, on the phone. We talking about credit, mommy. But she goes, oh, yeah, she know. She know. And she going to be she going to be better than me when is that time. So <laughs> yeah, she's getting mm -hmm. it from way high. So, yeah. <laughs> But that's mm -hmm. good because, you know, it won't be foreign language to her when she gets older. Exactly. Like, you know, she'll be already mm -hmm. educated and experienced. Like, wait, you got a 500 credit card score. Like, you know, like, she oh, like, oh, you <laughs> <mother, laughs> <laughs> 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 Right, right, right. You're right. Because we as parents should be examples to that because, I mean, I wasn't taught, you know, financial literature, even in school. Like, they don't even have that, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, like you said earlier, like, you know, we, going to college, not knowing anything, what our major is, and we just throw ourselves out there. We're never taught any of that, you mm -hmm. know? So, I mean, it took me a long time to get where I'm at in that, you know, but I was able to like, you know, with my kid's father and me, we're able to teach our kids, you know, my daughter's in college and she'd be like, mom, you know, I'm going for my major. She's doing this. And she's like, mom, you know, it's hard. You know, she said, she's got to pay her, you know, her, 
you know, her, you know, for her college and everything else. And it's hard, you know, she works, she's working. She, you know, she's working and going to school and paying her financial aid or whatever mm -hmm. she has to do to make sure that she's like, mom, I have to, I'm paying that now. Like now she's like in the place where she's paying it now because once she graduates, she's, she doesn't want to be in that debt. So, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. And I'm glad that me and her father were able to instill that in her. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> so one thing I have noticed with being a business owner that no one's ever taught me was um, the consistency on your activity when it comes to building your business credit versus your personal credit. And I'm thinking like, okay, I brought a couple things here now. Now my score is good. But then it's like, I went to go look at it again. And it's like, wait, what happened to it? So can you explain or, you know, educate people that is not aware about, you know, the difference between, you know, um, your personal credit and not having so much activity versus, you know, when you're in the process of building your business credit? Yes, correct. So um, we know, like, let's say if you have on your personal side, you got a credit card and let's say you paid it off. So we know for a time it's going to keep on reporting. Okay. 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 Or pay this greed or whatever. Okay. Right. You got a check mark on your credit each month. Mm -hmm. That's how it is on personal, but it's not like that on business side. So on the business side, your business credit only reports when you use it. That's number one. So okay. if you want to continuously build your, your business credit and to build it the right way, you have to use it. Um, and the good thing about it, and, and then it's tears to business credit, yes. you know, um, and it's, it's the found, there's a foundation and it builds on top of each other. Like this is how business credit goes like this, right? So it's tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. And, but to build properly up to each tier, you have to make sure that you have, they call them trade lines, which are just the accounts. They have to be ongoing, Okay, mm -hmm. so um, if I want to build up and I want to build up and I want to get up to the American Expresses and, you know, because I'm coming for the American Express Platinum card. I don't yes. know. <laughs> I, I want to be up in, that, in the lounge like this. Like, <laughs> First class. <laughs> <in the business. laughs> but the thing about it is, but to get up to that status or to put your car in your business name to do those things, you got to have like 15 to 20 trade lines contributing constantly contributing to your actual credit which starts at tier one so tier one tier one says okay now you'll hear some people say oh well you only need three three trade lines to build your credit which is yeah three trade lines will get you a score but but, but the lender because it's something called lender compliance say you need five so if you want to go to tier two properly you need five accounts on tier mm. one so you basically so you need those five and those five need to keep going then you get to tier two and i think you need like four or five there as well then those two gotta keep going so now you got 10 so then you want to go to tier three and then now you got those five so now you got 15 okay so once you got all that stuff that's when you can like you know go get your car and your business name and get the big boys and don't don't get me wrong you can get the big boys before then but guess what you need to get the big boys before then get that personal credit, credit gotta be good that thing some girls gotta be popping like this right. in the 90s, okay? That's right. They run down. Oh, we 
you hey ma'am, let me get you some wine. You want some wine? Like, you know. <laughs> I was getting ready to just to up, upgrade one of my capital ones just so I can sit in the lounge. I'll get ready to do that. That's <laughs> a whole different level. <laughs> just to sit I'm in the lounge. I'm, I'm like, like at, at one of the airports, like <laughs> and the power says that good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, and um, that's a, and like I said, I get people all the time. They want business credit. They want business funding. I'd be like, bro, sis, we gotta do this. We you gotta get out of the five hundreds, baby. Like, mm. all the time. That's the basis mm. for everything. That's the foundation for everything. Is your personal credit, your entire adult life. But you know, said my people died through due to a lack of knowledge. And I'm here to teach mm -hmm. the knowledge at the end of the day. <laughs> or no, no, my people perish. What it say scripture said, my people perish, perish due to lack of knowledge. So I'm here to mm -hmm. get it at the end of the day. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. We are going to have a quick commercial break and then we're going to get into um, some more tea that you're going to drop us in regards to getting into smart money. Okay. Have you recently started a business? Maybe looking to get more exposure? Are you interested in taking your business to the next level? Let Uncommon Women Podcasts further assist you with our business and brand promoting packages. For more information, please email us at uncommonwomenpodcast.com or reach us directly on one of our social media platforms so we can further assist you. And always remember, stay on common thank you for tuning in so if you're just joining us today we are talking about financial literacy uh tyra is here giving us the tea in regards to personal and business credit and how to build both of your uh credit expansions whether it's for your business account or your personal account and then how to get funding um so one question i would like to ask you is what is some tips that you typically help your clients before getting into the process of um, anything when it comes to your finances as far as uh, financial literacy that people don't think about, you know, in the long run or short term before they get into working with a credit um, counselor or mentorship? Um, so even before you start the credit repair process, let's talk about saving your money and where you're saving it. A lot of us, we got the the BOAs, the PNCs, and the WFs. We got those banks. You might have some money sitting in those savings accounts, and you're not seeing any type of return on them. So, uh, one thing I am a big advocate for is, is like high yield savings accounts um, or uh, other types of accounts that where you can get an upwards of like maybe five, six, seven percent on your uh, return on your actual savings because like in the regular commercial banks, first of all, number one, you gotta have like at least a thousand dollars in the account to even see a return. And then it's like a penny every month. I was about to say it's like 0. 0.2. Let's talk about even with 5%, 5% high yield savings account and you got a thousand dollars you do the math on that, that's $50 in a year, like a year. So, you know, something like that. Let's, let's talk about saving your money, okay? So we, we should all have 
that nest egg, they say about six months of savings, so stuff like that. Um, also having a budget, budgeting every month, um, you know, cutting down on the unnecessary spending. Let's talk about all these apps you're paying for that you're not using, eating out. Um, and unfortunately, we know people that have a lot of bad habits. I don't have, you know, and I'm and I'm thankful that I don't have the habit of smoking and drinking and things of that nature, but that stuff is expensive. People that smoke cigarettes, drink a lot of alcohol, they smoke, you know, marijuana and all this types of stuff, those types of those, those types of addictions and stuff, those addictions are expensive. And that's something else. And don't get me wrong, those are in every neighborhood. But of mm -hmm. course, when you're in the hood, it's going to cost you more money. Right. Why? Because this is the area of people with the least amount of financial literacy and the lowest credit scores. So um, it's a cycle. Like I like people truly don't understand that the bad credit is a bad credit cycle. Mm. And then you're passing that down to the next generation and they're not doing nothing about it. They're passing it over and passing it down and, and all that good stuff. So I get kudos to um, all the folks who actually take action to want to change that in their lives. So that, so definitely, so saving budgeting like don't wait till you want to buy a house to all of a sudden you want to save like um when it comes to money like it's it's not always the easiest thing to do but one of the things i've learned especially in this game is have the money available and not just when you need it borrow money when you don't need it because when you do need it that's not when you're gonna get it Look where we at in this economy right now. Even when it comes to building your personal credit, you see a house that you like, or we know in COVID times how low the interest rates was at the historical lows. Now where they are, they had seven. We had seven point something percent right now, eight percent, and that's that's just the base rate. High, so right. What's the mortgage company going to put on top of that? You know, we had seven point twenty five at base. What is the mortgage company going to put on top of that? Now you at eight. 0.5 or 8.25 or 9% or you at the bare minimum of that 620 or a 640 now you paying 10% where you may have been able just to pay 8% had you had a 680 or above or a 700 something like that so now you want to buy a house now you want to save the money no build that build it up you know um for that's another thing even for businesses you can you can you can borrow $10,000 like this like that's that's nothing if your credit is decent and you got a job, they'll give you ten thousand dollars. That's what people don't get. Oh well, you know, I want to go get this lo this loan, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but you got a five hundred credit score. No, get that bad boy to six eighty and above, and you got a, a okay paying job. You can get ten thousand dollars like that. Have it and just have it chill until you need it. You know, um, this the scale your business. You need you need funds. You know. Apply and get the money when you don't need it, because when you do need it, that's when you will to be desperate and that's when you're not going to get it. Building business credit, build it now so you will have it. OK, like the good thing about like, let's say if you want to get like a grant or something for your business. OK, so you don't need good credit for grants. But if anybody know how hard it is to get grants, it is very difficult. So people go, so they say, all right, I'm going to go ahead and start applying for loans. But now you're having a difficult time getting loan because your credit is bad. So let's work on this credit, baby. Please, please, please. <laughs> so, that's, so that's another thing. You know, have, have the money, build the money up. Sometimes people got to make sacrifices. Uh -huh. um, 
um, you know, uh, like get yourself a little another part time job. You know, we got yeah, I was just about to say, like, uh -huh. oh, I, I was just about to say, some people is like, well, I don't have money to save. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. How do I get out of that cycle of living paycheck to paycheck? And it's like you got to make sacrifices, like you say, you know, part time job to pay some of that debt that you have, or a part time yeah. job just to save. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, over eighty percent of the country lives paycheck to paycheck, and no job really is going to pay your worth. So, I mean, I've done it before. I worked the two jobs. I worked the two full time jobs. So, you know, a part time job and a full time job. I worked two part time jobs in college. I, you know, so work, 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 work. That's all I knew. That's all I know. But that doesn't have to be the end game. But hey, if you want to get to that end game. You got to make that sacrifice. So go ahead, work that little part-time job. Do something on the weekends. Um, this gig economy is 17 million people, probably more now in the gig economy. And those are people that's doing DoorDash and Uber and mm -hmm. Grubhub and all this stuff because they know what they're doing ain't working and is not going to work, especially where we are in the economy now. People getting laid off. These creditors, they lowering your credit limits. Um the government about to shut down. That's that's another thing. When I worked for the um, when I worked for the government, you know, and and the people don't know, they threaten to shut the government down every year. It just doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but as of right now, it looks like it might happen. It might happen. And so the last time I worked for the government, that was a that was the 2018 to 2019 transition. Now some okay. people they wasn't 100 aware that the government shut down. Like yeah, we shut down for five weeks. But what y'all don't know is that um, there's such things as essential workers, which means they still got to come to work and work and not get paid. So, what? unfortunately, oh, wow. yeah. No. It's slavery to another level. Um, thank wow. God. And here's the crazy part. I'm going to tell you how uh, God always been looking out and blessing me. Like, um, I wasn't an essential worker. But as soon as we went back to work, I ended up managing a unit where they were essential workers and they came to work. They had to come to work every day and work. Now, of course, um, I didn't get a paycheck. We didn't get a paycheck while we while the government was shut down. And anytime the government shut down, we don't get paid or excuse me, government employees don't get paid because I ain't there no more. Um, but they but the, the unit I end up you managing. You file for unemployment? Like, mm -hmm. how does that work? You can file for unemployment. Yes. Okay, but then you got to okay. pay it back once you get paid. Right. So oh my goodness, Lord. Oh. Well, I said it's slavery on another level. <laughs> oh my god. I definitely, I definitely want that that time being um the little bit of unemployment I got, I did have to pay it back. Um, but yeah, that those were five weeks. It, it happened December 2018 to um January 2019. It's the last time the government shut down. Wow. So um yeah, it's a mess. And the crazy part is during COVID. When everybody was losing their jobs, we still was getting paid. Now, I was in management at the time, so I was working the entire time. But it was people that did not work for months and months and months and were still getting paid through wow. COVID. Mm -hmm. wow. If you worked in for the, that part of where I worked at in the federal government. Mm -hmm. As y'all know, I worked for the Internal Revenue Service. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Oh, I do not know. I mean, they say the benefits is good, but if... Y'all shut down and I'm not getting paid. I don't know what type of work. Yeah, 
Well, you got people that work for the Social Security Administration. They still had to come to work and, you know, stuff like that. No matter if people got their checks or not, the, the, Social, Security, the Social Security checks. But, yeah, yep, five weeks and you shut down. I was in here chilling. You know, we ain't had no money for real, for real. But, you know, so I went through, you know, some savings and that, whatever, that last paycheck. Right. You know, a lot of people just wanted two paychecks away. From from the poverty, and this is right. like, this is the reality we we live in. That's why, man, you gotta hustle up, and that's why I appreciate and I respect um people that do do their businesses, people that do um they have their hobbies and they make monetizing it. Um, you know, I meet a lot of a lot of women. Like some of the things that they do, you know, these women out here, like these estheticians, you know, these these those girls be making some money. Okay, <laughs> these makeup artists, those girls yeah, like me. This is all I know how to do. This is all. Look, this, this is real. Basic. This is all I know how to do. But them girls that know how to beat your face. Lash, I was about to say, yes, uh -huh. it's a talent. They, and they and they making some money. But I be but I be like, sis, come on, let's do this the right way. Oh, I want business credit. Come on, we we come on. Here go my hand, sis. I need I need you to come hold my hand because I need you to get it together. That's and that's and that's what I you was asking me for about the mistakes that people make. Um, it's just that yeah, they out here, they doing it, but they're just mismanaging everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like it comes to a point in your life, like okay, we gotta stop blaming how we were raised. We gotta stop blaming our parents and our grandparents. Oh, I wasn't taught this. We all, what none of us was. Now it's time for you to learn so you can teach the next generation, or you right? Can teach the next person. Mm -hmm. We gotta stop using that excuse too. That's another pro like that's so problematic, man. It's a cancer. I didn't. I I didn't know. So yeah, none of us knew. But guess what? Like it's it's like you. It's so much information and education out here now. You got man, YouTube. There's a lot of people online. Um, yes, yes. Hey, girl. Oh yeah, my girl Makisha. Yes, trying to break those generational curses. <laughs> and like I said, I, I'm always going to be thankful to God above because I stopped a lot of those curses. A lot of the, mm -hmm. a, a lot of those things, those habits and, and addictions and all that stuff, I, it was stopping with me. And the, and the reality of it is, is I made up my mind when I was about eight year eight years old that it was going to wow. stop with me. So wow. like, you know, we be watching over. You know what I mean? And yes, it is time to break these curses. You know, we got children. Um, us as mothers, and you know, we don't. We gotta. We just gotta stop so many things like. Like it ain't good to see your child to see people running in and out your house, having men running in and out your house. Like you can't house your children. How's your son going to respect you? Your daughter mm -hmm. gonna be like, oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? You know that that kind of stuff. You know, be a better steward over your money and what you do do with it, man. We gotta get out here and hustle. You can't be lazy. Like you, you gotta we gotta get off our butts. You know what I mean? Like if I had to go out there and do Uber or something. Listen, you if you see me come pick you up in a lift or something, yeah, well, hey Tyra, what's up? What's up? Right. Yeah, listen, I've done Uber. I've done Uber. I mean, I've done Uber. <laughs> and I've done Instacart. I've done Instacart. Yeah. Like, there's so many different type of hustles. You there's no I feel like there's no excuse. There is no excuse. There's no excuse at all to like not, you know, make a hustle. If you know you're struggling and you know you need that extra money. You want to go out there and go get it. That's just mm -hmm. how it is. And you well, want to make the mentality we all should have, mm -hmm. but we got so many people with defeatist mentality mm -hmm. and the woe is and me. Pride. Mm -hmm. and, and pride. Oh, what's up with that the pride, though? Like, pride. It's the pride. Get out of here with that. Are you kidding me?
like I said, if I come pick y'all up in the lift one day, hey, what's up? What's popping? Where we going? Right. <laughs> if you coming to pick anybody up in the lift, I mean, think about it. They ain't got no cars. They can't picked up in the lift. <laughs> yeah, or when I go to the airport, I'm not I only drove to the airport one time, and that's only because I wasn't staying out of town that long. But a lot of times when I go stay out of town, I, I'm going for like right. a week or so. I ain't, I ain't storing my car down there for no a damn a nightly fee, right? Mm -mm, $30 a night and $34. I'm good, but no. Like I said, I'm, I'm picking you up. Who else we picking up? What's up? Like, <laughs> I needed some extra money. Yay. Listen, where are we going today? Like, just like this, <laughs> where are we going? Like, yeah. that's mm -hmm. how it is, and, and that's the type of mentality you gotta have. Like, should these, these student loans right now, I might just be in the Uber. I'm mad they about okay. to start back up. I'm trying to figure out how they starting how back up come Monday. That I was supposed to. <laughs> Monday. Okay, like I said, I know. I'm you not can't see me in a Uber or a Lyft. That's for the student loans. They send a text and an email. They said, "Oh, you going? You going here from us?" They not playing. Whether you like or not, they not playing. Mm -mm. They want their money. They definitely not playing. So, do you have any um closing thoughts or knowledge you want to provide before? speaking about your business and how you can help women and, you know, what you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Mm -hmm. Well, I do want to say first that um, I, I want to help anybody who, who's willing to help themselves. Um, but I, it's, it's just out here is we just got to get a grip on what we want out of our lives and what we pass down to the next generation and um, we need to pass on, like I said, we got a saying that says we need to pass on, you know, assets, land, and wills, not bills, mm -hmm. not poverty. And poverty, and what people understand about, like, poverty and being poor, that's not just about social economic status. It's a mindset. So when we need to, what we need to pass down is the resiliency. We need to speak life into our children. We need to speak life into the to teenagers and the kids that's, you know, this generation alpha um, that's here. And, you know, because they they the babies right now. And um, mm -hmm. we need to speak life into them and um, give them what we didn't have. Or if we can't give it to them, show them how to go out there and get it or get the information at the, at the most. Like, we live in the information age. Like, you can go on YouTube and get a lot of good information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you can go on TikTok and get a lot of good information. There's a lot of people out here just they spitting game. So if they people people want to be like, oh, well, they always trying to charge everything. Well, first and foremost, I'm a business person. You can't get everything for free. Right. Got the idea in your head that everything should be for free. Number one, you got no business being a business owner. And number mm -hmm. two, you need that's a mindset you need to get out of because people got everybody got to make a living and money right. only come from one place and that's people. I don't care if nobody told you. No, it don't come from trees. It come money come from people. Now you be quick to go stand in that line to go support that such and such from Love and Hip Hop and buy their clothing or their makeup line, but mm -hmm. you're not thinking that yeah they just made that money off of you, but. When your uh, friend said, hey, I'm starting this business. Can you support me? You're like, no, you ain't making no money off me. But like, what you talking about? Didn't them Jordans just cost call, you like $200 now? So like I said, it's a mindset. And um, it's a mindset we got to get out of.
in an investment, I think a lot of people look at money differently. Um, when it comes to mindsets, it's not always about, you know, what you're losing, but look at it sometimes and what you're gaining and what you're taking and what you're investing into that. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the money that I've put out, I invested it into myself and then I invested it into yeah. my business and then it came back forward. So I think people just have to, like you said, it's all about how you, your perspective and how you look at things because everything is not always a, a loss. It could be a gain so that you can yeah. gain further in life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You got to invest in yourself first and nope. investing in your business is investing in yourself. Plus there's a tax right. write off. Like, come on, y'all. <laughs> 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 I mean, less taxes that you owe and want to give back to this country. Possibly more money back in your pocket. Maybe. That's definitely. So, um, all right. So you said next, uh, talk about a little bit about my business and what I do and yeah. Okay. All right. So um, the main things I do is I do help people um, get their credit right, you know, and what I do love about it is the education process of it. Um, there, There is a, you know, credit is a game. You got to learn how to play it. So um, as we've been saying throughout the entire time here, uh, your, your credit, your personal credit is the foundation of your entire adult life. So let's get your personal credit together uh, so we can change your zip code, okay? Uh, you got a business, let's get your personal credit together so you can build your business properly, uh, build your business credit properly. That way you can scale your business to be able to do more with your business. Let's mm. talk about you uh, being able to get business funding as well. Now, not all funding look at your credit, but all the traditional banks do. But um, there's different types, there's, but there are different types of banks. Like you got FinTech banks as well, and or other types of lenders where they um, credit might not be an issue, but the payback terms is always going to be higher. That's, that's point blank period. But um, I do meet people, um, a lot of people, so well, a lot of people, remember I was saying a lot of people, they don't have a plan. So right. um, they come to me and they they don't have none of the three C's that lenders are looking for, which is credit, cash, or collateral. So co collateral, of course, is something you can have and say, hey, I'll give you this. In turn, you give me this money. If I don't pay it back, you keep that. That's collateral. Mm -hmm. Cash, of course, is your revenue and your credit right. is your credit. But what disappoints me is that I run into people that don't have none of those three things. And it's like, okay, well, if you you say you got a business, your business is not making any money. You don't even have a job. I'm like, then what are you doing? Mm. I don't want to work a job. Well, how are you out here living? Right. Oh, and because, because you don't have any money, now your credit's getting even worse. So, and you can go somewhere with good credit and your business ain't really making no money and walk out of there with money. On the bank, that's what people don't understand. That's what I'm saying. Get your credit together, especially on the business side. You got a 700 credit score, you got and you got a clean credit report, y'all. Because, like I told y'all, your credit report and your credit score are two separate things. Mm -hmm. Clean credit report, you got 700 man, those banks will throw a bag at you 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. I'm telling you, 
People don't know that though, but you gotta have the credit. That's one of the C's. <laughs> so cash, credit, and collateral. And that's what I'm saying. Have a plan when it comes to your business. Just don't start doing stuff. Don't pick up stuff and throw it at the wall and let's see what's gonna stick. No, have a plan. Um, you can also, you know, a business plan and a pitch deck. That's a, a good way to develop to see the tra trajectory of your business as well. And what do you ultimately want to do? Like, what do you, what is your mission? What are you here for? Like me, I'm, I'm here to teach more people um, financial literacy. I want to help women not settle. Um, I want children to start becoming financial liter literate in middle school and high school and not be just lost in the sauce once they get dropped off at the graduation. That's what I'm out here doing. Oh, because we do have a, a, a children's program as well. So, you know, not just teaching adults. We can teach the babies, too. <laughs> But yeah, those are the plans. And then when the and that's and that comes in, your credit and your cash comes in with the business funding. So um you making the revenue, you can get a bag, but there's different ways to do it. There's just different ways to skin a cat, but you gotta have one of the three. And if you don't have any of the three, what are you doing? Nothing. Okay, so yeah, we got like some people really need a reality check when it comes to that. And yes, you well, the good thing is you don't have to have good credit to get business grants, but business grants are hard. <laughs> but I'm not saying that to deter people. Please apply for them. And, the, and there's certain things you can do to actually help better your chances. Like um, I have my own financial literacy group. Got two groups. One is with um, my business partner and I got one with myself. One good way to help differentiate yourself is to go on, you know, the Sam's website and register yourself if you're a minority as a minority-owned business or if you're a woman as a woman-owned business. So you might not now, instead of competing with a thousand other applicants, now all those other businesses that's not registered, you might now only be competing with a hundred. Hmm. A whole lot of better chances when I have a hundred. Right. right. And what you yeah. understand too is business grants. There's something called a waterfall effect. So, which means that once you um, you are eligible and you actually receive one grant, since you're in their database now, it's easier to get another grant. So, it's out here to get. People just got to do the work, and that's the and that's the biggest disappointment I have with dealing with the public is the inconsistency and the impatience. Like I said, you got people, you've been walking around 500 credit score for 5, 10, 15 years, but after three months, it ain't where, where it is you want to be. You want to stop. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> get a business grant. You get told no once. After that, you want to sit in the corner and cry. Like, no. Like, I've been getting told, been disappointed my whole damn life. And you ain't going to tell me no one time and I'm going to stop. Right. <laughs> and then being a business owner, y'all know it's hard. Let's talk mm -hmm. about these peaks and these valleys, man. Because when you up there, that peak, is it feels good. But that yeah. valley, that valley hurt bad, <laughs> okay? That valley going to sit you down and humble you. But yes. you want to be humble if you're willing to get back up and keep going. People always talking about, well, I don't want to fail. No, ain't nothing wrong. That's the part. Failing. That's the part of getting yeah, to That's going to build your character. That's nope. going to build your heart. That's going to build your spirit. That's going to build every fiber in your body as long as you keep on getting up. But people people think failure is a bad thing. No, failure is only bad if you stay down. You only nope. lose if you stay down. Right. Failure don't make you a loser. Staying down makes you a loser. Failure yep. builds your character. Failure is going to make you better. 
doing it, like doing some things. But my, my, my whole motto in life period is trying to teach somebody how to not do it wrong because I've done so many things wrong and it wasn't taught to me. Mm-hmm. I've made so many mistakes. I do, I've um, um, done so many things wrong. So I do want to help people not do things wrong, the, you know, the first time around instead of you just learning the hard way. But unfortunately, we do learn a lot of things the hard way or just being hard headed. But uh-huh. uh, other than that, no, nah, failure don't make is not bad. You just got to keep on failing to learn from those mistakes. Okay, review it, do better, and then keep on going. Too many people, they just want to give up. Uh-huh. And that's another thing. So those are my parting words, man. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. That's so good. So can you um, share with us uh, your website for those that's going to be tuning in? Um, Voices versus uh, audio version versus video version. Can you share? Oh, where they can okay, so um, my my uh, this website is BellineEnterprisesLLC.com. Um, for people that know me online, my my name is Tyra Jacqueline. So and my daughter's name is Bellamy, aka Bella. So that's where the name comes from. Is um, a combination of Jacqueline and Bellamy. So Bellamy is my baby. I'm going to share everything with her. And of course, I'm an enterprise. I'm in all that stuff. So that's where the name comes from. And I had that website. It's there. Plus, you, but you see me more on social media because I'm everywhere on social media. Like I'm yes. on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and what's the new thing? Threads. Well, I'm not even on that. Oh, Thread is another one. Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, didn't even know, I didn't even know that was a new one. I got to check yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, it's so much stuff. I'm not on Twitch or Snapchat. I do have a Snapchat because I don't know how to use it. But, but yeah, YouTube, you know, I'm always around somewhere. So you see this mug somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Tyra, for your, Mm -hmm. you know, for your testimony and not just your testimony, but helping others out there that are able to want to like, want to just come out and just want to break those generational curses and their finances. And I love how you put, you can tell you have a passion in that. And I applaud you for that to just being patient and taking out time to helping others and doing that. Thank, Thank you so you. much. I appreciate that. Um, you know, somebody hopped in my inbox like last week or the week before. She like, just in case anybody tell you, don't tell you, I appreciate what you're doing. And uh-huh. People don't understand, or I think people do understand, but people really don't understand. I don't care what your relationship is with somebody. Being valued and appreciated is priceless beyond means, period. Yeah. It doesn't matter what type of relationship, if it's interpersonal, if it's a personal relationship, you know, your spouse, your partner, your friends, all that stuff. I don't care what type of relationship it is. When you are appreciated, man, it lets you know you're doing the right thing and it goes so far and it's like, you know what, I'm going to keep going because I'm doing something right. Yeah, you definitely mm-hmm. are. You definitely are. So we have a question we ask all our guest speaker. What makes you uncommon? <laughs> it's funny because my uh, I, I did title this, um, my part of the stream, I am an uncommon woman. Um, have a conversation with me. Sit down with me one on one. Cause me, me and Coco over here, we we talking some things at that table. <laughs> Listen, we was at Fridays talking and about nobody else in that conversation. You do remember that, right? Okay. <laughs> then, then we was we, we was talking talking. Let me sit you down and have a conversation with me, and uh, I'm, you you gonna learn so much stuff. And uh, it's funny because I um. 
I put a post up yesterday, right? So I had two pictures, one of me like doing a real silly face and another one with my face made up. And I said, well, there's two sides of me. Like, you know, I'm silly and I'm serious. And I like, I'll, I'll pray with you and I'm a crack dirty jokes. Like, um, I love doing this and I love video games. Like the duality of my brain and my personality. Yeah, that's that that kind of makes me uncommon. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a few things that's gonna have you scratching your head, like <laughs> and make you want to go look some things up and Google it. And like, yeah, that that makes me an uncommon woman. Period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, and what else? I said I, I like to play video games and I I know how to pop a nine because I do. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I think you run it up in her house. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you see the laser on you. You see Predator. You see that movie Predator. Oh. That's one of my favorite movies. I love me some Predator. <laughs> Thank you so much again, um, Tyra, for coming on here and just gracing us with your information and keep doing what you're doing. Um, and to our audience, thank you for tuning in this e evening. As I close out, I want to speak on our I Love Myself seminar that we are having uh, November 8th um, and November 18th. Let me correct myself there. If you want to purchase tickets, you can go to www.uncommonwomen.net. Um, eventbrite.com. Make sure you get your tickets. Um, it's an, it's going to be an, a very empowering um, platform that we're having, and definitely should be you should be in tune with that. Um, also, may, we are looking for vendors. So if you're a vendor or anyone that has a business or just starting your business, um, and you're interested in being um, in our seminar, you can email us at uncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com. For any information and make sure you tune in next week for another powerful testimony and stay on common we hope you enjoyed today's episode if you've been shacking up with us for a while and haven't subscribed to our channel what are you waiting for please like and subscribe to uncommon woman so you won't miss another episode and remember don't let anything or anyone affect your peace. Good vibes and stay uncommon.